Hey guys, just a quick message before you start. You may have noticed that the upload schedule has been a little bit whack. The Rona got us a little bit down and we're really sorry about that. We've had a lot going on, but when we started recording, we decided that we weren't going to do it if it wasn't going to be fun. So we're back. We have found the fun and we are ready to go. So it's the people who missed you. It's Power Word Roll. Salutations, and welcome to Power Word Roll. I'm Conrad Leeton Gray, the Dungeon Master, and today I am joined by Naomi. Hello! Who is playing... Glax! I am joined by Annie. Hello! Who is playing... Dorna. I am joined by Henry. Where are you? I, I don't know, am I? <laughs> and who is he playing, more importantly? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Fair enough. Well, it's a mystery, uh, which is fitting for what we've got planned today. That brings us on to our guest of the week, Sasha Sienna. Hello! Hello! Of course, Sasha is known for many things. The Guffening Company, making some RPGs and settings and such. Also being one of the cast of the Magnus Archives. And also, finally, your more recent podcast of Jane... Uh, I was about to say Jane Expectations. Do you want to try that? Do you want to try that Jane again? Jane Expectations <laughs> is actually a really good name for a podcast. That should be yeah, another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but Jane Ostentations. And also, What the Ghost podcast, which I feel like we should sort of mention. Oh, yeah, but only very few people actually get to listen to that one. <laughs> it's, it's behind a, a hefty paywall. But don't tell Rusty Quill I said that. that that's very bad marketing. <laughs> <laughs> it's behind a very reasonable paywall. <laughs> How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? We're excited to have you on. And uh, the, the pertinent question, who are you playing? I'm playing Alonzo Persimmon. A rich landowner, the owner of one Molsontier Manor, overlooking Lake Molsontier near the town of Two Stars, which borders uh, between Thesk and Thay, two nations, one known for its mercantilism and the bordering nation of Thay, known for its dark magic and wizardry. <laughs> Alonzo is, uh, uh, I believe, you're, you're hosting uh, a party. Yes, it's uh, going to be a very special evening. All the best people will be there. Indeed. Like us. (laughs) (laughs) And also, uh, Alonzo is an elf bard. And he Mm -hmm. has a very important uh, addition, which is his instrument of choice. Oh, yeah. We were discussing this beforehand. What is Alonzo's instrument of choice? The saxolute. I'm sure that's that's very uh, (laughs) self-explanatory. But if it isn't, could you give us a sample of Mm. what a saxolute might sound like? (laughs) And um, yeah, so a saxolute is basically it's a mix between a saxophone and a lute, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it might sound a little something like Well, for legal reasons, I'm gonna have to stop you there, but I think we all understand exactly what you're what you're saying. Famous instrument from Thesk, high culture, you know. This party, unfortunately, it was meant to celebrate ten years of peace between. Between Thesk and Thay, with no border disputes between the two nations. But then a letter arrived in the dead of night that explained that two doppelgangers, strange creatures that can disguise themselves as any humanoid, were to attend the party and assassinate two guests. (gasps) 
So, Alonzo uh, therefore made the decision to hire experts in monster disposal. Unfortunately, in alphabetical, yeah, unfortunately in alphabetical order in the uh, 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 yellow pages, it was Tooth and Claw. Alphabetically, they the weren't available. The so. Yes, unfortunately, all the other um, uh, firms before T have slowly been killed off over time. Um, it's sort of a survival of the fittest. Definitely uh, not uh, by us. <laughs> an aggressive marketing campaign, we promise. And I don't know who told you it was an aggressive marketing scheme, but I do know they're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but as you're uh, sort of pulling up uh, to Molson Tier Manor, you can see the beautiful view of Molson Tier Lake. You're going up a sort of hill lined with these nice picturesque deciduous trees with uh, sort of blossom, spring blossom on them, and you're making your way up with the cart when a slate, you hear a vibration from the sending stone in your pocket. Oh, uh, I think someone's trying to uh, contact us. Uh, I'll get it! Uh, hello? Hello? Uh, hey there, Slate. Um, oh, hey. Uh, you understand that this is, um, of, of course this is for our dignitaries, but because Dawn is the only one who has the noble title at the company, we gotta send you, alright? Yeah, I mean, that, that's fine. Um, I'm always happy so to So you gotta be party. on your best behavior. Oh, That's okay. what I'm saying. Um, why do we bring Glax along? I don't know, that's on Dorna, but that's that's really what I'm here to discuss. Just make sure that uh, Glax doesn't harm the company's reputation. You got that? Um, yeah. O- okay, I'll give it a shot. Uh, Dorna, Dorna. Yes? I got a call from Gorthax. Uh, we, we can't let Glax do anything... Glaxy. Yes, I thought that <laughs> might be a problem. Um, it's, it's okay. Kind of like Glax, Glax around everywhere. I've got the perfect disguise. And Glax would like to come out of the wardrobe in the back. <laughs> He's wearing a large, poofy, like, I'm going to use the, 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 the phrase Pride and Prejudice style, with long white satin gloves, a curly blonde wig, a bonnet that covers most of his face. And, and a large fan to flutter sort of coquettishly, <laughs> but mostly so that his lizard face cannot be seen. <laughs> well, I mean, that does provide an element of subtlety, I suppose. I mean, it's a choice. <laughs> slight, slight. Uh, yeah, uh, hi, uh, hi, Gorthax. Look, 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 just just follow Dorna's lead. I gotta, I gotta go, so just follow Dorna's lead and... Uh, you remember the client requested that you don't tell any of the guests what's going on, okay? So just deal with it. Try and do it. Yes, I, I do definitely remember that you told me that, and this isn't the first yeah. I'm hearing of it. Yeah, perfect. Exactly. <laughs> the company's uh, you know, reputation lies on you, both of your shoulders. And also mine! Oh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and he hangs up. Oh, no. Glax, it might be easier if we just say that you are not someone who talks very much and then you only talk to the one person who has actually hired us for the job. I'm sure we'll find them when we get there. Oh, and no just eating anything in sight. So it's a party, but I can't eat anything or talk to anybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but you, you now realize you are heading up, you know, sort of to the sort of top of the hill. Uh, and as the cart pulls over onto sort of the gravel pathway, uh, there's a sort of gnomish figure standing by the door in, in quite fine clothing with like white gloves and a black suit on, uh, who, who sort of uh, sidles on up as, as you guys start to park the cart. Hello there. I am uh, Benjamin Beige. I am the butler. And uh, 
Oh, um, which one of you is um, Miss um, Bourne Anvil? Uh, that would be me. Good day. Uh, Sir Alonzo, my master, has requested for you specifically. Please, would you all follow me? And you can see he leads you sort of until you uh, end up at what seems to be a drawing room with a massive, really expensive and impressive chandelier. Uh, around the room there's sort of bookshelves with loads of old books. Um, Is this Conrad's ideal party? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a piano which seems to be playing itself on in one side. There's also, as you enter the room, who do they see, Sasha? Um, Alonso is quite tall uh, with an extremely fussy moustache um, and very, like, slicked back dark hair. Mm, what's he wearing for the party? Uh, well, he'd be dressed in, um, I think, something very appropriate but a little bit more dramatic than is the standard. Mm. Wearing black, but it's, like, incredibly deep black. Cool. Fancy. Alonso, your attention is drawn as uh, you see Beige, uh, the butler. May I introduce Dorna Braunanville? Daughter of Lord Bourne-Anville of Daggerford and her companions. And he bows and then exits the room. Slater sees him bow and just like uh, worriedly and hastily bows as well. (laughs) (laughs) He looks very confused as he exits the room, sort of giving a slight nod. Um, Alonso will uh, rush forward to kiss Lady Bourne-Anville on the hand or whatever is the custom. Is it Lady Born Anvil, just to check, or is it something different? So I haven't actually worked that out. How does it work in terms of titles? I'm not sure, like, at what point it's passed down to son or daughter. I've no idea. That's why I haven't yeah. specified. You could get fancy and be like Marquis or Vicomte. Mm. Yeah, but if you do that, I'll forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Very fair. Very fair. Ain't that the truth? Uh, let's go with Lady then. Okay. Lady Born Andrew, thank you so much for coming. And uh, thank you to your guests as well. And uh, thank you so much for coming dressed on the occasion. Slax puts his hand out to also be kissed. <laughs> You see this 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 uh, sort of scaly uh, hand with sharp claws, uh, massive no, that you, sort of no, went no, out. I'm gloves, and I've got a long yeah. sleeve oh, on. It's just like for a lady, I seem exceedingly like buff, <laughs> just like completely <laughs> over buff and not very pretty. There is absolutely no moment's hesitation in taking it. I'm just kissing it very smoothly. Though perhaps there's a small like ouch. At, at the, the thought of a claw, just kind of catch <laughs> in the moustache. Oh my oh. God. <laughs> Delightful sharp hands you have. What sharp hands you have, party guest? <laughs> the better to be kissed by. I trust that you've oh been abriefed of the situation. Yes, we have a fair idea of what is going on, and we do understand that there is a degree of subtlety required oh yes discretion is of the utmost importance in this matter i do want to stress that it'll be our number one priority uh, after actually killing the things yes well i'm glad to see that you are capable of multitasking at this point you can see that uh, the gnomish figure uh, benjamin beige the butler enters the room once again and steps to the side and uh, you can see walking to the room, in uh, there is a woman with an even poofier you know, sort of dress, <gasps> Van Glax, covered in bows and ribbon, oh with her hair in a massive beehive shape. Is it a almost. ship like Ooh. Marie Antoinette? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. 
it's a blimp. Good uh, God. It's a blimp. I'm sorry, I got very excited. Beige the butler sort of says, may I introduce Lady Mayor Anne-Marie Ackmer... Ack- <laughs> Let me try that again. May I introduce Lady Mayor Anne-Marie Aquamarine of Two Stars. <laughs> And he bows once again, flamboyantly, and exits the room. And you see this woman uh, strides on up. And as she advances, you realize that the layers of makeup are to hide an aging visage. Um, now, of course, Alonzo, you know that Lady Mayor Anne-Marie Aquamarine was, uh, is the mayor of two stars. Uh, the mayor in this society is the richest person. Uh, in in any particular town, and uh, she was very keen to host this party herself. Oh, hello, hello, Alonso. Good to see you, Lady Mayor. Thank you so much for coming. Um, it, the evening has just got a thousand times brighter with your presence. Oh yes, I see you've gone minimalist with the decorations. Oh, well, you know, quality over quantity is what I always say, as you know. <laughs> yes, I suppose that uh, uh, that must do for somebody with uh, you know, such little to their name. Uh, so, uh, I see that I'm the first to arrive. Oh, well, not, this? not quite. Um, we have some distinguished guests. Uh, as you can see, Lady Donna Bonanville, I do apologize, oh. is, uh, is here with her... Um, companions. Good day, Brawn Anvil. Is that of the Sword Coast? You've come an awful long way. Well, there was no way we could miss out on an event so prestigious as this one. It is uh, my greatest pleasure to attend. Yes, indeed. It's it's a very important occasion. I do hope the event lives up to it. Come with me and uh, let us speak in the corner here by the window. Look out at uh, the lovely lake below. Mm -hmm. She seems to have totally blanked on the other two of you, not knowing that you've got any noble title. That's fair. I think Glax and Slate just exchanged like a glance and just like, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) So the three of you with Alonso there are sort of left for a moment and then you can see that the um, uh, gnomish figure of uh, uh, Benjamin Beige enters once again. I can't believe you called this kid Beige. That's so rude. <laughs> well, we've also got Lady Mayor Anne-Marie Aquamarine. Aquamar- okay, so they're so all got Lady- Late- Oh, it's Cluedo. There's a theme. <gasps> yeah. I love Cluedo. <laughs> Another gnomish figure enters in, in quite, um, you know, like it's sort of plain wear, but with a, what's the... Is it a dog collar, the, the bishop? Yeah. You know, sort of like the, the vicar's yeah, dog collar. collar. Yeah, the sort of uh, religious dog collar in quite plain clothes. This sort of middle-aged woman, but, you know, sort of quite warm smile upon her face. Laugh lines quite visible. Uh, and uh, you can see that the butler sort of bows and says, May I introduce Bishop Carmelina Claret of Two Stars. Oh, hello there, Alonzo. How are you? Bishop, I am very well, thank you. Now that you are here, the room has just become a thousand times brighter with your presence. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for making the journey to our humble party. Peace is always a good thing and good for a commerce, of course, you know. Glax thrusts out a hand. Hello? Uh, uh, she, she, oh, I, she I sort of... do apologise. Allow me to introduce. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Go. Um, <laughs> just Lady Born Anvil's companion, 
This delightful creature. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to skew that to sound like a name. This Delilah. This Delilah Eacher. Hello there, this Delilah. <laughs> uh, pleasure to meet you. I, I'm the bishop of the Temple of Walkeen in the city. I, I wave my fan coquettishly in front of my face and then, like, pat her on the head. <laughs> <laughs> You can see this this kindly sort of uh, religious woman just sort of goes along with it. She sort of nods along and then and then says, "Oh, and hello to you too. I I love I'm loving the dwarven wear." Thank you. It's an old one from where I used to uh, grow up uh, with you know with some dwarves. Um, but yeah, what an uh, upbringing. I don't have a title or anything, but you can just call me Slate. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Slate, and don't worry, I, I don't, I only got a title for my devotion to the church, so, you know, I'm a common woman at the end of it. As she's saying this, you see that the gnomish figure comes uh, back in. May, may I introduce Dr. Frederick Fallow of the Thesk Mountains? And you can see then, uh, walking in, uh, there's a dwarven fellow with a very impressive long beard that goes down, you know, beneath his sort of rotund belly, um, that's uh, uh, sort of wearing uh, fairly fancy things, but you can see he's got a doctor's bag at his, his side and he walks into the room. What is Glax doing at this point um, as Slate walks away with... <laughs> Glax puts up the fan between uh, himself and Alfonso. He's like, I think the butler did it. The butler always did it. So should I hit him now or do I have to wait? No, no, I think I think you may be under some misapprehension. Nothing has yet been done. And Benjamin has been with me for decades, ever since my first tours. He, he was with me carrying around my sacks as I went and sang, you know, holding out for a folk hero. I mean, he even, I have to say, assisted with several notes in the bridge of Sweet Home Neverwinter. <laughs> Benjamin is as trustworthy a man as can be found. So who else could it be? Who don't we trust? Obviously, the people who are attending this party are the cream of society. All of them are beyond reproach. At, at this point, you can see uh, uh, Benjamin re-enters, bows once again, and says, May I introduce a Vice Admiral Samuel Sinoper of Fent and uh, his betrothed Miss Nancy Natier of Telflam? <laughs> Telflam with two M's? What? Thanks, Wizards of the Why? Coast. Why? Thanks, Wizards of the Coast. Less consonants, more talking horses. <laughs> that, that screams of, like, we came up with this name on the fly. Yeah. Shit, we need a name for another stupid elf city. Quick, Dave Intern. What can Just we call it? Just the Scrabble bag, everyone. It'll be fine. Just shake yeah, it mom, up. Yeah, Mum, hi. Hi, yeah, yeah. Um, Just think of a stupid name. Make up a word. Telflam, got it, done. Thank you. It's, it's, it's Teflon and Flan. Exactly. Two of my favourite really things. Dumb. These are a few uh, of my favourite things. <laughs> you, you see a uh, sort of tall, wiry ginger man with a uh, long face uh, and a sort of perpetual sneer upon it um, enter the room in sort of military garb. Also a half-elf lady in, in you know, quite a nice dress. She's uh, quite pretty, but uh, sort of seems reserved at her arm. They sort of enter and you can see the Vice Admiral uh, walks up to Alonso and says, Ah, hello. Hello, yes, thank you so much for coming. It is a delight to see you both. Uh, I have to say the party has been dreadfully dull until your arrival, but now that you're here, the room has lit up with the brilliance of your company. Uh, <laughs> with a thousand stars! Yes, thank, you, thank you very much. Um, we'll shortly be, be getting started. I believe we... 
may be waiting for a few more guests. Don't know why I said yes. that. I've got no idea how many guests we're waiting for, to be perfectly honest. Now you realise that everybody from um, Thesk, mm-hmm. so now you're just waiting on the arrival of all the people from Thay who are coming as one party together. Good. I'm glad right. they're not all okay. individually being introduced, because that would be a long podcast for me to edit. Hmm. <laughs> Filing on in a tad later, Arcanist Vistus Viridan of uh, Thay Mount, a sort of dwarven woman uh, whose hair like floats as if it were in water, though it's completely dry. Finally, two figures enter, one of whom is just sort of floating off of the ground, is, is sort of pale, gaunt, and, and uh, sickly looking almost. Right, with, I found with, the evil yeah. one, guys. He did it because the demon said so. Because look at him. <laughs> because look at bad guy. He's ugly as uh, hell. But- oh, it's Disney rules of evil. Yeah, mm. yeah. And he's got this really high collar and this long red cloak. Uh, and uh, you can see Benjamin bows and, and, and says, May I introduce, of course, uh, the honoured guest, Lord Akamemnon Alabaster of Serthe. Wow. Uh, and you can see he floats into the room and just following him, are two zombies also dressed as butlers who just sort of file into the room and just go <laughs> his servants Ash and Flint uh, uh, and you can see all three of them uh, enter into the room and then following shortly after and let us not forget his son Azafara Aurelian of Serthe man if my dad named me that I would kill myself <laughs> so extreme we're talking like prince charles oh, like okay. he, obviously the lord has lived forever and this guy is is getting on in years as well he's got a receding hairline coolly pale skin he sort of uh, walks into the room looking quite shifty eyed as well um but you can see at this point lord alabaster is floating towards alonzo and says Aye, hello there. Wow. I do believe that you're in charge on the party. That's an accent, my dude. <laughs> wow. It is. I am from Thay. Sorry, so so we're meant to be finding someone who's evil, someone who is a dog. Okay, all right, all right, just, just checking. <laughs> Are you accusing the Lord of Thay to, to be evil? Now, okay, I don't that want to cause a, a commotion. diplomacy no-no. But. <laughs> I feel Maybe. confident saying. He floats up and you are the one in charge of this party, correct? Um, Alonso bows so hard, he's basically touching his toes. Ah, Lord Alabaster. Oh, yes, uh, it is my pleasure to welcome you to this humble celebration of the ten years' peace of our two great nations. Indeed. May there be many more years of peace. Uh, Where can I find a drink round here? Oh, well, we have ample refreshments that I'm sure will be to your liking um, wherever the refreshments are. Over there. And there's a table. There's so a table. The it's table. got like little yes. cheese on little uh, uh, cocktail sticks, olives. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a sort of refreshments table and, and snacks and things. Um, and you can see he floats on over. And at this point, all the guests have arrived. Walking up to the end of the room, uh, you can see that everybody's sort of just chatting amongst themselves, laughing, joking. What do you do? Uh, so I will take my little champagne glass and sort of do the... <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. 
until um, people stop looking, which, given that it's quite polite and quite dainty, probably yeah, nobody yeah. will immediately, at which point I'll do this, like, magically acoustic <laughs> <laughs> And it echoes out yeah. the room, and you can see everybody just sort of stops and turns and, and, and quietens down. Thank you so much distinguished guests for coming here to my humble abode to celebrate 10 years of peace between the nations of Tesk and Thay. I am sure that we are all delighted that we've been living in such close harmony for the last 10 years and we look forward to many years more. And now something that I'm sure both nations can agree is enjoyable. I will be giving a rendition of my famous hit, Cobalt Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see there's polite clapping as you begin Flex to play. Flex turns to Slate and he's like, I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should. Cobalt Eileen, all oh, your scales are so green in this dungeon. You eat everything. You're under arrest cause you've stolen a chest full of laundry. As the song continues, eventually things die down and you can see that there's vague chatter. How well does Alonso know all these people? You are aware of them, uh, obviously, as sort of uh, reasonably local nobility. You don't really know the arcanist, uh, the dwarf woman. Mm. You've met Lord Alabaster before. You know of his son, Azafara. All of the people from uh, uh, Thesk you are well acquainted with. I have however. a question. Is there anybody in this party that Alonso has had a secret tryst with? Because that might be important information. Um, I will have had an affair... Oh, I know. I will have had, at some point, sordid affairs with both Vice Admiral Samuel Sinopeo Fent and Miss Nancy Natier of Telflam. Very good. It is up to you whether or not they know that I've had an affair with both of them. They do not. No, no, they do not. It was a long time ago. You know, obviously saucy, sordid love affair with both of them. But is there any of those people that you want to have a word with? I would probably just be trying to watch the people that I know closely to see if I could see any difference. Make an insight check for me. Okay. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so I, I got an 11. Nice. The one thing that stands out to you is that your maid, who comes in every now and to clear things and, and clean things, she seems very well prepared compared to normal. Uh, beyond that... Well, I'm so glad to see that the chats I've been having with Flora about pre-preparedness and organisation are getting through. <laughs> I would like to talk to Alabaster. Okay. Well, actually, more importantly, I would like to talk to Ash and Flint. Okay. <laughs> you can see that Ash and Flint are just following Lord Alabaster. They're actually holding up his cloak. Like, you know, like almost like he's in a wedding dress, but he's in this big red robe. Um, and they're holding up the ends of it on either side. Uh, you walk up to them, they're moaning, they're groaning. Uh, Glax, I'd probably stay away from them if I were you. <laughs> it's too late, he's going. Uh, <laughs> And he sidles up coquettishly with his fan and uh, sort of like makes eyes at Ash <laughs> <laughs> and thrusts out his hand to be kissed. You can see that the Ash's uh, zombified form, their neck just cricks and you hear a bone like snap somewhere within. Uh, and uh, the the uh, hair that's left the other side, you know, sort of the brain visible, uh, he sort of slicks it back with a limp, flaccid hand. And then leans forward with his whole form and uh, you just feel your, his lip fall off as uh, it presses. I step oh, yeah. back. 
I'm trying to like coax him into a hallway. <laughs> okay. Uh, make a stealth check so that um, Alabaster doesn't notice this. 18. <laughs> <laughs> you can see he goes to like go for your hand and kiss it. And then he continues to stumble forwards as you know, still going for it. His I'm, entire form being led by what remains of his lips. I'm doing, I'm doing a very like, woo-hoo-hoo, you can't catch me type thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> it is like, a gormless look on, his, on this zombie's face. <laughs> <laughs> as I, I like go into the hallway. Uh, <laughs> and I would like to uh, find a closet and lock him in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so you leave, there's a cupboard under the stairs that you, you manage to open and you can see that he follows you inside. And then I say, Excuse me, I'm a lady with cloth. And I slam the door and lock it. You hear from behind as uh, the <laughs> uh, cupboard under the stairs is locked and Ash has been gotten rid of. Okay, I go up to Lord Alabaster and I pick up the, the corner of his uh of his train <laughs> okay and i'm just like yes oh no what has happened but like obviously i'm not saying anything i'm just sort of making that motion with my hands are you trying to get lord alabaster's attention with this i think that i'm trying to get close to lord alabaster and kind of like listen in okay uh can you make a perception check for me 21 <laughs> Ooh, well done you can see that uh lord alabaster is talking to uh, the doctor and he's like and so my my unspecified reptile oil will be able to rejuvenate your skin and make you look years younger indeed this sounds like a good thing even magic is struggling to keep me all together these years. Ugh. I think actually uh, I'm offended that they're selling crocodile <laughs> oil. And yeah. I, I would like to uh, I would like to sashay up with my hips in a way that says, I am displeased uh, with the fan in front of my face. And mm-hmm. and I would like I would like to slap the reptile oil out of his hand. <laughs> what, what are you doing? And I put out my hand for him to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Why, why are you destroying my medicine? Slate, like, sees this and turns on and goes, oh, I'm really, really sorry. Uh, this is a new butler we've hired and he's just, he's rubbish. He has no idea what he's doing. I'm really, really sorry, please. He's in a dress? Yeah, it would, it's just trying to fit in. It's a new job. Look, none of us are, none of us are really excited. Look, in between you and me, none of us are really excited. Obviously, look at him like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's not our problem. That's just whoever hired him, the man in charge is really sorry. Nothing we can do. Please, please accept uh, my apologies and forgiveness. If there's anything I could do for you, please let me know. Make a deception check. Cool. That was a D12. <laughs> 12. Uh, you can see that the, the, the salesman just sort of walks off in a half and Lord Alabaster, make sure to do your job more effectively next time, woman. It is important that uh, these things run with respect. Uh, which woman are you talking to? There's no women here. Man, is that with the wig? Glax, with Glax the... waves his his fan coquettishly and then snaps it up and walks away <laughs> indignantly. My apologies. Oh, I have broken the quorum. And you can see he floats <laughs> over to the other side of the room <laughs> to have a chat with uh, the vice admiral. <laughs> Everybody knows that dinner is, is going to be at eight o'clock. 
Um, so they all sort of retreat to the rooms and uh, uh, start to prepare and such. Well, I think that that was, um, hesitate to say, successful. Um, now, I, I do want to stress once again, these are the cream of society, and you can't be just bothering them whenever you feel like. Yes, of course. We need to root out these deceptions, not hassle the, the best people in the land with endless questions. So you're saying we should spy on them? Does this house have secret passages? Oh, well, it is a very old house. Um, I dare say that there are a few secret passages. I think now, when they're not expecting us to see them, is a good a time as any. Sorry, Glex, you're suggesting we go and spy on these nobles? Yes. Oh, God. I'm sorry, you want to do what now? That is absolutely out of the question. Well, I appreciate it's most uncivilized. On the other hand, so is assassination. They have the potential to be more genuine when there are fewer people around. And it might give us a better insight into what some of them are really like and whether they are behaving abnormally. At this point, you hear a massive crack of thunder outside. And you look out of the window to see rain pouring down. A dark storm seems to have appeared. It's mood lighting. <laughs> <laughs> look, perhaps there's something um, in examining the letter I received. Yes, I oh. was curious to know precisely what you were informed and indeed why someone felt it prudent to send ahead a warning. Well, I'm afraid I do not know. It was an anonymous letter. To the library or the study. <laughs> I assume you have a study. Of course, yeah. yeah. The library uh, or the study. They're two different things. One is for show, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, describe your study to me. So it is clearly meant to be um, looked at rather than to have any work done. So Alonso um, has, has sort of bought into this idea that if his study is exactly perfect, like exactly conducive to concentration and creativity, then he will create great works of art, you know, such as the heydays of Uptown Orc or Dragon Born to be Wild. <laughs> he hasn't actually got around to writing any new songs because he's just been creating the study, you know, decorating the study. So it is wildly, wildly overdone. <laughs> Everything is colour matched to within oh, an inch of its life and there's knickknacks everywhere. Just everywhere you look, there's a different knickknack. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see uh, out on the desk there is uh, the letter that has, you know, been wax sealed but broken. Well, there is the letter. Donna will go and have a look. Does she recognise the seal? Make a history check for me. Uh, that's an eight. <laughs> it's interesting because the marking on it is an arcane one. It's obviously not magical. It definitely implies some magic in terms of, like, the, the scripture used. It's a draconic letter um, as part of the design on the seal. I mean, I speak draconic. Right. Conrad's like, Handy. fuck. <laughs> you realise that this is the draconic letter for V. Dorna will sort of examine this and then just mutter that out loud under her breath. It's arcane and it's got a V in it. Hmm. Is it an arcanist with a V name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does feel, does feel like it could be. There is, of course, the arcanist Vista Viridian. 
Uh, but it couldn't have been sent from Mr. Viridian. She's a, a well-renowned arcanist. She would definitely not resort to these sorts of sordid secrets. Maybe we should go and ask her about it. Well, maybe we should look at the letter. Okay, so opening the letter, um, and I have the exact wording of the letter. Where is it? <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> exact yeah. wording. Um, it's not very long. Hooray! <laughs> so you open up the letter and it says, To the Lord of the Manor. Let it be known that on this ten-year peace anniversary, there will be two doppelgangers sent to commit two assassinations. I say this so that you can prepare for the worst. And as you're reading this, you then hear a sudden crash above you. And then you hear a large smashing outside. You see, just before the impact, a dark figure in the window. Oh no! It must be that fiend! We run down. Yeah, let's run and on. go run outside. You run down. You can, you can see that everybody's in like gathering at the stairs that you sort of have to push past people to make your way there. You uh, run through all the rooms. You run through the kitchen where there are all these sort of pots and pans are being washed magically until you get to these big windows that, that you push aside into the garden and you can see that a piano has fallen atop the vice admiral. <gasps> no! a piano which has fallen from the third floor window that has been pushed out. Looking up, you uh, realize that this is the storeroom in the attic. If I look back up at the window where the piano has come from, do I see anything? Make a perception check. I got an 11 on my perception check, so I don't think I see anything. Can Slate start, like, corralling everyone back to their rooms? All right, everyone, please, can we, um, we we just head back to our rooms and the the staff here will will sort it out. Um, thank you, everyone. There's been an unfortunate accident. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone hurriedly makes their way back to their rooms and there's sort of gasps and and shriek just as uh, everybody's making their way back. Uh, Miss Nancy Natier suddenly sees her hands go across her mouth and she screams. Someone should console her. I will rush to her. Oh, oh my, what what happened? Don't look, it's a terrible sight. Shield your eyes. Your delicate sensibilities must not see the terrors that have befallen us this night. But but, but my future husband, I, 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 I don't... What, what, what happened? It seems he went the way that so many of us are tragically taken. By piano? By piano, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you lead her away and start guiding her up to her room. Um, and the four of you are left with uh, sort of the lower half of him has been crushed by a piano which is now smashed and in pieces all over uh, the patio his body is lying there limp with a sword in his hand a very fancy one has the sword been used at all it's got no blood on it or whatever it look it looks like not used today so it wasn't someone he was expecting or otherwise why would he bring out his sword so can i make out any kind of tracks as if someone had quickly kind of run from the spot or anything like that make an investigations check for me everyone that's an 11 10 7 <laughs> yes that's a natural one <laughs> <laughs> all of you um sort of are searching about and struggling to find anything Dorna is the only person who manages to find that there's just something in his top pocket just ever so slightly pushed out what, what have you found there Dorna? there was a letter in his pocket let's see vice admiral sinopa for too long have you taken the affections of my dearest Miss Natia? Today, I feel we should settle things like men, for we are on the same premises. I hereby challenge you to a duel for her hand in marriage. 
Bring your finest sword and meet me in the rear garden at precisely 7pm. That is, unless you are too much of a coward to do so. Tagrin Tope. So it, it looks like this Tope character drew him to the garden and then killed him. So do we go to the attic or do we go to Tagrin? Let's go to the, the, this guy first, I think. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. You uh, make your way uh, up the uh, stairs and eventually on the second floor you reach Tagrin's room. I think we just enter. How does Alonso feel about this? As you just see... Uh, I think Alonso will have been on his way back from consoling Nancy and will see them about mm. to just barge in. Excuse me, what on earth do you think that you're doing? And Slate kicks the door down. <laughs> <laughs> the door swings open and you see sitting on the bed uh, Tagrin Tope. He's a, a fairly handsome looking man with sort of dark hair and he's reading a book on, on the bed uh, and there's sort of uh, various spell components out, uh, out in uh, various places around the room in little jars and bags and such and sacks. <gasps> Hello? What is going on? Did you write a letter? What do you mean, did I write? I have I have written no letters. No letters at all. Ever? Seems very suspicious. Uh, can you explain <laughs> this then? And Slate drops what? the letter down in front of him. I didn't write this. This, is, this isn't even my handwriting. Uh, forgive me, but could you please then provide us... There's a letter that, that was on the desk. As he, as he rushes over, he sort of like tries to push it into uh, the bin, like sort of quite stealthily. Can everybody make a perception check? 14. 14. Uh, 13. Uh, like 12. So, Alonzo, you see this sort of swift motion to push a letter in the, in the bin as he um, then starts to write out the same letter in his own handwriting. Okay, so I'll sort of, I'll be in the middle of saying like, now see here, this is absolutely unnecessary. There's no way Targren Tope says that he does not write, now hang on a second now. Now hang on a second. Uh, yes? Targren. Far be it from me to suggest that uh, there may be anything untoward here going on, but I, I thought I detected a slight uh, movement of the wrists there. That surely we. No, no, no you would, you wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't uh, dare. I wouldn't want that at all. Uh, and uh, really, I, I'm. We snatched the letter from the bin. See, you said you'd never written a letter. And then I pass it to Alonso. No, I couldn't possibly read somebody else's correspondence, he says, opening it up. <laughs> <laughs> you see that this is a love letter to Nancy. <gasps> but it's different handwriting, definitely. It looks like someone lured him out there with, uh, you know, using him as bait. Who else knows about your affectations? Nobody knows. I haven't told anyone. I don't know. She's from another country, and I am not noble-born. I'm a merchant. I sell the magic items, and so... And I know that uh, she's betrothed to the vice-admiral, but I would never challenge him to a duel. I can't fight. I'm a salesman. Well, his story does check out, guys. Uh... It is eminently clear he is unable to fight. (laughs) (laughs) Does Nancy know? We have met before. We have fake ideas ideas of things but I, I this was my confession I was writing it I was hoping to deliver it to her under her door tonight and uh, be gone with her by morning well well that was a plan that you had but let's not let's not trouble with any further besmirchments on the lady's character why don't we just take this letter and um, you can stay in your room and we'll take this letter and you can think about what you've done right I, I will stay here 
Don't you worry. I will be exactly here and I won't move. So you all make your way up the stairs until eventually you reach the attic. And as you enter uh, the room, you can see that there's a stark breeze. There's rain pelting in onto the wooden floorboards. There's sort of very dramatic lighting as you enter. Uh, can everybody make an investigations check? Another natural one. Oh, no. I don't trust these real <laughs> dice anymore. Ah, a 22. An 11. A 16. This is my attic so, and I don't know what's in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have mansions yeah. to do all of this stuff. Dorna, as you're looking around, eventually your eyes are suddenly caught by something glowing in the corner. You pick it up and you realize that this is a magic item of some sort. It's like a stone with sort of spell etched into it. Slate, do you have any ideas what this might be? Or... Alonso, oh, uh, is this yeah. yours? Alonso, it is yours, actually. Oh, well, uh, yes, it is, in fact. I mean, it is in my attic, though, so I hardly think that that's suspicious. No. Before you get any ideas. <laughs> this isn't meant to be in the attic, however. As Dorna, you, you're reading this, and you realise that the spell etched into this is Unseen Servant. And this is one of the Unseen Servants that should be working in the kitchen. Mm. No, Alonso. So someone's used it to push the piano over. Now that is a... Grave misuse. This unseen servant can only make bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> so I think whoever did this is at least magically aligned in some way. And they also already knew that the kitchens would be a good source for such a spell. And they knew that. And they knew that Mister uh, Tope had affections for that for his fiance. I think we should go and see Nancy. Or is it worth checking the kitchens in case anyone has interfered in there? Or, in fact, if there is any other object missing. Indeed. Mm. Uh, especially with it almost being dinner time. Uh, that would okay. ruin the, the, the meal. And uh, that, that would be a grave tragedy. Is there a dumbwaiter? Uh, yes, there is. <laughs> I would like to take the dumbwaiter. <laughs> you take the dumbwaiter down to the kitchen and soon after everyone else follows. You can see there's all the unseen servants uh, all working away at, at the six-course meal that, that is to follow, uh, including a cheese board and such. But unfortunately, it's going to be a five-course meal. Because the spaghetti bolognese is nowhere close no. to that. No! Alonso faints. <laughs> <laughs> I catch Alonso. Make a sleight of hand. <laughs> uh, yay! <laughs> Will I thought you do? You just managed to catch Alonso just before his head <laughs> hits, the, hits the floor. Uh, Alonso, you sort of start to regain consciousness. In the wrong arms. <laughs> <laughs> so you need the spaghetti or everything is very bad? Well, we can't have a... This is an extremely important occasion. Now, to serve just five courses as though this were any common banquet, it will look as though I do not understand the importance of the occasion. In that case, um, Glax would like to grab the front of his dress and mm -hmm. pull it off like it's Velcroed yeah. and yep. then pick up a, an apron and put it on. Ah! I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a d20 for me as you are not trained in cook's utensils. I'm not trained in. Anyway. Now, please, you must do an exemplary job on this spaghetti bolognese. A poor result could mean war. You know it's Lord Alabaster's favourite It is Lord Alabaster's favourite meal. <laughs> Three. <laughs> you make something resembling spaghetti. Yeah. So Glax is now making spaghetti bolognese. Um, what's everybody Don't else forgive doing? Forgive me, but... Would it not make sense simply to conjure this unseen servant back? Unfortunately, I am unable to do those conjurings myself. I, uh, I acquired these objects from a traveling enchanter. Oh, kitchen objects. <laughs> ah. Very specific profession. Isn't this guy next to us the guy who sells that? 
I thought the guy who was with us is the guy who sells that shit. <laughs> Different field entirely. No, you see, you see, kitchen magic is very specific. So it's a highly trained profession. You have to be really good at both, you know, cooking and magic, and that—that's like a, a Venn diagram. It's very small. Most wizards absolutely crap at mm. cooking. Mm. The number of wizards that live off purely pot noodles is astounding. <laughs> that's why they smell so bad. <laughs> 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 uh, Slay would like to look around and inspect the other unseen servants, like if they're... All the others uh, uh, seem to be pretty much as they were. What is noticeable, however, is that the one that was missing is the closest to the door to the servants' quarters. Mm. 8pm comes, and uh, you can see that all the guests start to make their way down um, as a bell is rung by uh, the butler, and everybody starts to file into the dining room, this big, long table, um, and uh, everybody sort of starts to place themselves uh, down. You can see that Lord Alabaster, as uh, the, the most significant guest, is uh, opposite the host, uh, uh, Alonzo, who is on the far side of the table. Also, some Somewhere where he can, you know, be making subtle winks at Nancy across the table as well. I mean, obviously, now's not the time. Her fiancé just died, but, you know, should an opportunity like arise. iron is hot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Glax. Who is Glax sitting next to? Glax is not sitting. Glax has decided that he mm. will serve the food. Presumably in the process, helping out the butler and the maid. Yeah. I've now got, like, a big chef hat and a fake beard to try and cover the fact that I'm still, in fact, a lizard. (laughs) (laughs) At some point during the meal, Dorna will briefly excuse herself to use the facilities, and once she is just round the corner but can still kind of see the table, we'll quickly cast Zone of Truth. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) Make a stealth check for me? Oh no, This this is terrible. Oh, oh Nat, God. 21! Stand for Drake! Yes! <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Phenomenal. Okay. You cast Zone of Truth over the whole table, and instantly the Lady Mayor turns to pretty much everyone and is like, Oh, oh did you know that Tobe was in, in love with uh, Nancy here? And oh, the Vice Admiral, he absolutely bought his position. It was absolutely crazy. He's not actually been in a war at all. Oh, oh, and uh, the Arcanist over here is only recently practicing. <laughs> and she's just gossip, gossip. Glad sort of the spaghetti and he pulls his hat off and he goes, I'm not a theft. This is just work. <laughs> <laughs> You see everyone. Oh, no. Alonso stands up and shouts, I stole the rift once, twice, three times, an owl bear. <laughs> Nancy, I was going to write a letter to you and proclaim my love and say that we should run away together, but I understand the loss of your husband must be uh, h- horrific, but I do not know when I'll get to see you again. I, I... I never loved him. I just, my family needed to marry his family to ensure our position. Uh, and uh, I love you. And you can see the the uh, two of them like literally reach across the table. Salmon pate and spaghetti that consists mostly of worms just spills everywhere uh, as they do so. Well, this is a real downer, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is disgusting. Have you? I mean, look at the wallpaper, darling. It's absolutely dreadful. That wallpaper is avant-garde, and you know it. <laughs> avant-garde? Oh, Christ. 
Have you had no taste whatsoever? Avant-garde is just low-key speech for lacking of any decorum or standard affair in terms of artistry. Now, I don't think anybody who's heard the words from Kiss from a Rogue could accuse me of having no taste. <laughs> uh, I think Glax can see how upset that Alonso is getting, and he's going to take his big creepy lizard hands and put them over her mouth to stop her from talking. I- I'm sorry, but she's lost all decorum and her lack of politeness offends me. Glax, make Just- make sure she can still breathe, okay? <laughs> he moves his hands a little, but not much. <laughs> You, you, after a while, she just pushes up her chair and says, This is absolutely disastrous. This would never have happened at my own manor. And she starts to march out of the room in a huff. Can I use two sorcery points for quick and spell and cast whole person? <gasps> okay. Uh, Slate like, kind of touches his earring and then like flicks his hand forward and out of the floorboards, like little grains of sand just come up and... I'm really sorry. You can't leave. We need to do an investigation here. We need you all to stay inside this room. What is going on here? I am very confused as to why Zone of Truth is being cast. Well, Um, somebody was murdered with a piano, so... Sorry? The accident? Anyone here know what happened in the attic? And then Slate looks around expectantly. Uh, you, you can see that, uh, uh, nobody seems to respond. Where's the butler? You can see that the, uh, the butler is currently in the kitchen, sort of make, getting everything prepared. I grab the butler and the maid, like a pair of kittens by the back of the neck. The butler fails and the maid succeeds. I look at the butler and I say, what happened in the attic? And what is the real secret to a good bolognese? <laughs> Well, the real secret to... No, no, attic first. We're on a time schedule. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what happened in the attic at all. Absolute travesty. That that piano had been in this family three generations. Also a man is dead, but that's fine. And you? Well, it's a horrible accident. Horrible accident, for sure. And you? And I look at Flora. What, what, What is it? What happened in the attic? Um... I, I don't know what happened in the attic. Well, I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do an insight check against either of them? Does someone else want to do an insight check against either of them? Honestly, no. But I will. <laughs> I'll do For the one. story, I will. Um, I rolled a five with the pretend dice. Oh, no. That's, that's only slightly that's better. Not worth it at all. Slate, you're convinced they're both lying, and Alonzo, you're very confused as to why they're questioning your staff. Now, see here. Benjamin and Flora are trusted members of this household. I've been working in this house for many years, and Flora is, is an exemplary worker. And they have been far too busy with their chores to do any piano pushing. That sounds like such an innuendo, and I love it. <laughs> 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 it's true I've been way too busy and I've, I've still got to I've got to go prepare the next uh, round of drinks what would we like to do so the clues that we have is that everybody knew about the romance so that's no good but we do have the arcanist thing and the V 
So Arcanist Vivavivva is a good pick, but we're looking for two people. And mm. also, you have not spoken to the Arcanist no. yet. Yeah. She's sort of sitting on the end of the table, uh, you know, near the Thay people, other Thay people, and she's absolutely aghast as this is happening. You can see she's an abjuration wizard, so she seems to have used some kind of charm to protect her and the Lord from the spell. Um, uh, and she sort of like clicks it as you approach uh, and it sort of drops slightly and obviously <laughs> I'm very sorry there's been a real problem with the food can you write down what your order was <laughs> um, it's been a real sure. it's been a real problem but I have to take the make order a, back make a deception check oh, for me no. <laughs> zero <laughs> two with but the I, I, it's a set menu I don't understand why I'm doing this and she just says vegetarian option and then pauses it to you well Tried. You do have uh, the letter, though. You do have a, a you know, modicum of her handwriting. Does it match what we would expect? Yes, it does. <gasps> I tackle her. What? You tickle her. <laughs> no, tackle, darling. Tackle. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I haha, you're her. telling me the truth. Oh, oh, oh. uh, no, you, you tackle her. Uh, okay, make uh, an athletics check. I got a nine. You pounce across to her and she, like, at the last minute, jumps out of the way, casts shield to, like, uh, just, just push you slightly. She's got a V name. She's an arcanist. She's got flowery handwriting. I think she's a doppelganger. Sorry, didn't the, v, didn't the V person write the letter warning about yeah. the murders? Yeah. Yeah. Glax <laughs> is like, I have all the clothes. This is the person. This basically, this is the only person you have any clues about anything for? Yeah. Right, okay. Lieutenant, I must ask you, you have information. Make a persuasion check. Oh, oh no. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Can we let her roll again? Because yeah. this is redundant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let Please you roll God. again. Okay. No, come on. <laughs> 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 that's a 13 yeah that's at least a decent roll oh my god by the way for reference for the audience that was a 5 and then a 6 which is the highest <laughs> I've rolled all day I know you've been rolling so bad oh I'm so sorry I have nothing of the sort Viridian is, is looking quite sort of flustered in a way at this accusation uh, Glax Glax no no I think you've misunderstood and also that wasn't subtle I will excuse myself and he goes back like, back towards the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and you just sit by the wall. Dorna will turn and just go, I, I am deeply sorry for my companion's behaviour there. Uh, there had been a drastic misunderstanding and she tends to leap into action a bit, a bit unprovoked occasionally. That's absolutely fine, but uh, please come with me. Of course. Dorna will go. It's up to everyone else whether they want to go as well. Yeah, Slate will go as well. I think Alonso would also like to go, despite being uninvited. (laughs) (laughs) Is Glax in the kitchen then? No, he's going to stand guard of the room and make sure no funny business happens. Okay. So you sort of are let out. Arcanist Viridian turns around and says, The accusation was wrong. Instead, I'm the one who wrote the letter in in warning. Yes, this... (sighs) We did think it might have been you, I just... You don't understand. Lord Alabaster's son, Aurelian, he, he wants to to kill uh, the the uh, na- naval officer that's in, in charge of the lake and also kill his father and then try to take control of it. We're running out of time. And then at this point you hear it screaming in the room. So you didn't think to mention this before now? I wanted the assassination attempt to be foiled and so we could go... You know, get, get it done and without there being such 
breaks in decorum and without me losing my job. Well, I think Alonso's going to start running back towards where the screaming is happening. We flash back. After the others leave, everything settles down for a moment and awkward silence that sort of comes across the room. And then the butler and the maid enter the room. Can you make a deck save for me? Natural 20! And you just see that the maid jumps at you with two knives and they they just slam into the wall beside as you roll to the side. That's not very polite. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to tackle her. That's a natural one from her. Yeah, you manage to pin her down and you instantly see that her sort of hands start to become like weird carapaces. uh, And, you know, there's like a sort of layer of chithin to her almost. Her eyes sort of reveal into being completely amber. The white, the iris and the pupil. Uh, There's no mouth whatsoever as it peels away the magic. Almost like burnt parchment. You're left with this sort of strangely iridescent figure that you've got pinned to the ground. Uh, You turn and look upwards as the Lady Mayor screams, seeing uh, the butler holding a sword to the throat of Lord Alabaster. And then you just see Alonso push into the room. (gasps) Glax has the other doppelganger pinned to the ground who had two daggers. And uh, then Aurelian is is sitting there as if pretending to be completely shocked at this happening. Uh, What I would like to do is take the enormous centerpiece on the table Mm -hmm. Um, oh yeah you know it's obviously very gaudy and overblown (laughs) and um make it snake out to snatch the dagger okay and you can see that this this plant this big long vine reaches out and grasps onto his his arm and yanks it backwards uh, and the dagger is sort of lifted out of the hand at that point you can see his skin starts to turn purple the clothes start to turn into chithin and you start to see a doppelganger is it chitin? I, th- I think yeah, it is, because... I've only It's one of those words I've only ever seen. Yeah, in I, I, I does that was... mean that the word chitinous is also not chitinous? I, I think chitinous is chitin, but it's... It's Is it chitinous? Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah. Hmm. I look at the one that I am holding, and I say, you weren't invited, and now you're underdressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bite this lad. And so you just sort of chomp down. Where do you bite it? How, and I think in this the is... In the neck. Yeah, for, so how do you kill this thing? Cause oh, no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> in the neck, and I just pull up, and it looks like spaghetti just, like, comes out of it. <laughs> That's the secret to a good bolognese. <laughs> uh, and you just see it, it sort of, like, weird purple blood spills everywhere and, and this strange spaghetti entrails, and you see the life drains from its eyes. If its tongue could be out of uh, where its mouth should be, it would, as this thing is dead. And the other one's still being yanked by a plant. Does anybody want else want to, anyone else want to Alonso, do anything? Alonso, this is all you, baby. I will um, start up a rendition of Who Let the Gelatinous Cubes Out? <laughs> Fantastic. Um, that is both the best and the worst one yet. As, <laughs> <laughs> Who let the cube um, out? Goo, 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 goo. As a way to do um, dissonant whispers, because it's right. just, it is very dissonant. It's mm. a mess. <laughs> you see that there's this psychic penetration of this thing's mind sort of eking into it and it, it, it's arm being pulled back you can see that tendons are tearing how do you finish it off Alonso? I feel like what would be most appropriate is to mm. take 
the decorative plate that I had <laughs> had fashioned a, a, in order to give to the delegate from Faye um, mm. and just like whack him over the head with it. <laughs> okay. Sometimes the, Alonso is learning decorum is not the most important thing. And as you're thinking that, you smash the plate over this thing's head and it just falls onto the table, slumps down, purple blood f- spilling from its forehead. Lord Alabaster is, is standing back there in shock. You have saved my life. Yes, it seems that I have. Well, Lady Mayor, I suppose that's something that you'll need to add into your next party. (laughs) (laughs) And she just sort of runs out of the room. (laughs) Dorna is busy striding over to the nephew. You literally catch him as he's just like slowly getting up from his uh, seat, trying to stealth away. This does not seem like the moment you should be sneaking out. I think you should stay put. I am not trying to sneak out at all. Well. Uh, I, I was just going to the bathroom. Zone of truth, motherfucker. Yeah, zone of truth is still there, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's still got concentration. You can see his brain is trying to come up with an excuse, but his mouth is saying the truth. I was trying to leave as to avoid being accused of anything. Oh, oh, so you think you might be accused of something? Yes, I do. And you can see his hand just goes over his mouth, like in complete shock. Slate just like takes his hand away from his mouth and goes, why would you be accused of anything? Because I wanted to murder my father. Ah! And you can see Lord Alabaster just, you know, sort of turns to the side. He, like from sort of like relief, he just to sheer horror. And you see his eyes just turn red. That feels like an adequate confession to me. I think it's time we dealt with you. I think it's time that I dealt with him. You insolent child. You are always my least favorite. You are just the oldest. And with that, you can see he pulls out a a wand, casts in the air, and just instantly casts disintegrate. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. These guys aren't the good guys. You just see the nephew just puff and uh, just fall into ash. Alonso, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we murdered four people at your party. Well, (laughs) not four. He murdered one as well. And and two of them weren't actually people. That's debatable. I think if there's one thing that we've learned today, it's that we all have different ideas of what is decorous and and um, maybe the two nations can live in harmony understanding that one may think it's perfectly fine to disintegrate one's relatives in a party and, and the other may think that that's, that's a little untoward and, and perhaps both are valid valid ways of living and we can all learn to work together uh, to defeat our real enemies. Indeed. And you can see that the uh, alabaster floats over to you and holds out a hand. Your party has been a resounding success. It was the most fun I have had in 300 years. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's very nice to hear. Thank you so much. That's a real compliment, I'm sure. If you have another, please do invite me. As soon as he's got another son ready to disintegrate, then that's... <laughs> <laughs> but you just left with uh, the... Fesk people who all look completely horrified and an absolute, absolutely ruined dining room. Wow, well, that was uh, exciting. Yes, this isn't normally how these sort of parties go. Uh, not usually, no. Um, it seems we need something perhaps to 
to cheer us up a little. Who's up for a rendition of Mambo 3.5? Thank you ever so much for playing. Thank you very much for having me. It's been so much fun. Thank you uh, for being on, Sasha. Um, And uh, where can people find more about you and what you do? Uh, People can find more about me mostly on Twitter, which is at Sienna Sasha. And you can find out more about the games company that I run with uh, Jonathan Sims, who's my husband and is also the writer of the Magnus Archives and and other Mm. creative things at McGuffin and Co or www.mcguffinandcompany.com. And, of course, you've got uh, Murder Express on there, so if people want to do their own murder mystery, uh, there's a system for it. Yeah, um, that's free, and we've written up um, a murder mystery that happens on a train that you can also Mm. have for free. And if people want to see your own podcast creation, which is very in the style of what we did today... Uh, You can follow us at Ostentations, or you can just search Jane Ostentations on any podcast place, where I assume you already are, so well done you. Yeah! (laughs) So go check that out. Uh, With that, I want to say thank you very much for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Power Word Roll. You can find links to all our social media at powerwordroll.co.uk. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Otherwise, a positive review on iTunes is the best way to help us out. But for now, from Conrad, Naomi, Henry and myself, thank you, and we'll see you in the next one. The first course is brought out, smoked salmon parte uh, uh, upon... uh, uh... Smoked salmon what? Sorry, I don't know. I'm not sure what happened there. It's a smoked salmon party. I kind of smoke salmon Does every course matter? No. You bring out the first course. Good. I was just gonna say what it was. Smoke salmon party on sort of Said it again! Did I? Shit! Ah! How? Salmon pate. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>